fabulous friends, fans, and superstars. Welcome to Synchronicity Web TV. I am your host, Nadia Shaw, and this is your moment of synchronicity. Well, I am so excited to celebrate with you today, Alex Trenowith. Now, Alex is such a superstar in astrology. She's written so many books. She's taught at Synchronicity University before as well. Well, Alex has come out with a book recently, and I saw this all over social media, a book called Mirror, Mirror. And so when a brand new session at uh, Synchronicity University was coming up, a brand new speaker series for this January 2022, well, she was one of the people I reached out to and said, hey, can you teach a class on this? book and she will be doing just that teaching a class on her brand new book mirror mirror so she's here to talk about that remember it is the january speaker series that is choose your tuition rate until the end of december 2021 as low as just five dollars a class at synchronicityuniversity.com so welcome alex thank you for being here thank you thank you so much for having me i'm a little bit hoarse now, I'm not ill. I was just singing too much the other day. I got carried away and I wore my voice out singing 12 Days of Christmas. So I'm a little bit hoarse and it's 630 in the morning here in the UK. So I'm just getting out of bed, getting ready for another day at school. And um, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me, Nadia. Good of to course, see you. thank you. Well, thank you so much for showing up anyways. Your voice, I'm sure, will be absolutely perfect for what this moment is supposed to be. Uh, but I know it is super early for you as well. So thank you for getting up out of bed so early. See, it's very easy for me to stay up late, but getting up out of bed early, oh boy, it's got to be something real special. And so I do not take this for granted. Thank you. As long as I have tea, it's okay. <laughs> oh, there you go. And so you are American, but you've lived in England for a really long time, right? Yes, correct. I was born near Detroit, Michigan, and I now live in London. I've lived here in London for 30 years. Wow. But my accent stays because I came here as an adult and um, we're stuck with our accent. We've come to a, a new country. So, Well, no, I hear a little bit of England in there, a little bit. I mean, look, in England and over the course of these last years, you have become so accomplished in so many ways. You've made such an impact in the world of astrology with all the books that you've written, yes, but also within the astrology community as well. You teach and do all kinds of things. And so I feel like it is such a treat to not only have you teach at my school again, but actually to interview you again, because I interviewed you, how long ago was it? Like 10 years ago, right? I think it was 2014 at SOTA, okay. my first SOTA, and you and I hit it off. Yes. And we have this, um, it, it, I think it was my first ever interview that we did together. And um, yeah, we hit it off and it was, it's a great interview and it's still one of my most viewed videos. So, and it's uh, specialized on my, on my website. Oh, wow. How lovely. How lovely. I know that you've said lovely things about me over the years as well. I'm so glad that that was good. That was a good experience for you. And so let's hope that this interview experience is just mind-blowingly incredible as well at, at 7 a.m. for you, where you are in England right now. And so, yes, you're going to be teaching on your new book, Mirror, Mirror. So first, can you tell me about the book itself? Because I'm really excited about this book. There it is. Right. Here it is. Um, it was, um, I wanted, I, I like using astrology in a way that is using research. And that means I'm not using confirmation bias or 
using a very small um, case study sample. I, wa I wanted to use something substantial. So I actually watched 200 biopics. Now biopics means um, it's a famous person, sorry, it's an actor portraying a famous person. So like Taron Edgerton played Elton John, like Remy Malek played Freddie Mercury. So I wanted to have um, a lot of samples of, of this kind of thing going on. And I wanted to show how astrology works because I'm a researcher and I'm well aware of what researchers say about astrology that we um, cherry pick, that we do the same things over and over again, that we're not um, using a robust uh, methodology. So I wanna tackle this. Okay, so let me, let me, let me tell you this, well, how I'm gonna do this. And so I actually went through and I'm only focusing on oppositions and conjunctions uh, in this industry. And, and I wanted to have a really big case study, um, for examples, to, to show how astrology is working. And, and I'm saying to you skeptics of astrology out there, come and get me, right? <laughs> That's amazing. And so you went through all these different charts and you found certain commonalities. Yes, I, um, I think that there are um, um, case studies that show how certain planets are more prominent than other planets. Um, I found the south node, uh, the nodes, either south node or north node, very important. Chiron, important in the in the case studies of actors who are portraying wounded people, for example. Um, my own favorites, 18 films that I loved, Aaron Brockovich, Rocketman, um, Great Balls of Fire, all of those had um, connections to my own natal chart. So this whole entire thing about as a as above, so below, plays out in my book. Isn't that fascinating? Because I know that I have found, like when I am particularly drawn, for example, to a celebrity, there tends to be some sinistry playing out there as well. And so for an actor to be very drawn to a particular role of a particular real life person, or even for you to be attracted to wanting to explore and have this understanding as to uh, what's going on, to even want to explore the charts more deeply. Yeah, there's got to be some sinistry going on there. Yeah, right. My favorite film is Julia and Ju uh, Julia and Julia, which um, Julia Child, who, who the movie is about, her ascendant is the same degree, like down to the minute as my ascendant, um, six degrees Gemini. Um, Johnny Cash has sinistry to my ascendant as well. I believe it's um, um, a, a square to my ascendant. So these things do come out. And, and, and I think it's absolutely amazing. And, and, and so, the, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, there's, there's so much in this in that there's over a hundred films and there's going to be a film that you're going to enjoy in it. And people tell me that they look at it like they're eating chocolates from a chocolate assortment box. Like they find their favorite film, they choose a film, they read it. It's not something that you read from start to finish. It's just something that you pick up, you watch the film, you read the sinistry about it and you enjoy it. Isn't that incredible? And so you've got over a hundred uh, films in here. And so whether it is that you are reading the Sinistry first and then going to the movie or looking at what movies you have watching that I'm and I'm sure that they are like big deal movies. These aren't going to be these obscure little movies that you're looking at, but really recognized uh, acclaimed movies. You go to them and you understand so much more by understanding the astrology to the people being portrayed, the actors portraying them. Yeah. 
Well, there are some obscure films. Um, for example, okay, let's look at some of the earlier films like Matahari, a 1935 film um, starring Greta Garbo playing the very famous spy, uh, Matahari. Uh, that is a classic film made before the code. The code set out certain guidelines that we had to follow um, in, in Hollywood films. I think that's fascinating because before then, most of the films that you see, the talkies, were based on biblical characters where we don't have the time or date of birth. But as we go along, it's really in the 70s with Lady Sings the Blues and a few other ones that we start to pick up on biopics. People start to become um, more interested in famous people. And so for the class that you're going to be teaching with Synchronicity University, so once again, everybody out there, January 2022 is our next incredible speaker series, and it is going to feature some of the most brilliant people in astrology today. And of course, Alex Trenowith is back at Synchronicity University. You can choose your tuition rate as low as just $5 a class if you sign up before the end of December 2021. And so specifically for this class, you'll be looking at the royal family. So can you tell us a little about that? Well, I've had a long time interest in the royal family. And what I wanted to do was, okay, so if the techniques of mirror, mirror are so brilliant, well, can we predict what's going to come out for the crown? So the crown is a Netflix series about the royal family from the 20th century. And but they have different actors playing different roles. And they were very clever about this. So for example, um, they're gonna have um, um, one person playing the queen in series one and two. They have another person playing the queen in series um, three and four, but they're having somebody else playing in um, uh, five and six. And what will this, this actor bring out for the characters? I wrote a little bit about this in the um, ESR journal, but I'm going on a lot more um, exploration for, um, for the class. And I'm gonna be looking at other, other things, updating. Uh, for example, when I did um, I, Tanya with Margot Robbie and Tanya Harding, I didn't have Margot Robbie's time of birth. Now it has come out. And this is the wonderful thing about data. It's a movable feast. It's always being updated. Things are always coming out and, and I'm always able to update it. So that's what I'm doing for, um, one of the things I'm doing is updating I, Tanya. And I, I'm really excited about the class um, to, to teach you how to look at transits, to look at things to do with synastry and um, just to help you connect to your favorite actors and actresses. And it's interesting because The Crown, I know for me, and I understand what you're saying in terms of changing the actors, because you're portraying, or at least they are portraying, different age periods for, for example, Queen Elizabeth. Mm. So there's different age periods, and that's why they changed up the, the actress at different time frames. But I know that I only really started watching it once uh, we had Diana represented, of course. Diana was such a princess of hearts, right? The princess of people. And that's why I started watching The Crown was once Diana started to be represented. Now, it's interesting. This is a side note. But what I noticed is that this year of 2021 in particular has been a massive year of Diana being represented by different actresses. Yeah. And I remember looking at that in a class recently where I was like, oh, of course it's her Jupiter return. 
of course, Jupiter's in her moon sign. So of course she's going to be uh, somebody who the love for her and the love the people have for her awakens at this time that much more. And so I think it's so fascinating that there's so many layers to understanding. Yes, I know you're going to be looking specifically at the actresses and actors that are portraying people in the the series, the Netflix series, The Crown, which I think is fascinating in and of itself. But then you start taking these different layers into consideration as well, right? That there must have been something happening in Queen Elizabeth's chart to have even a show like The Crown come out. There must be things happening in Diana's chart to have all this renewed interest in her as well. Absolutely. Okay, let's look at um, Camilla Parker Bowles. Okay, she came out really terribly, I think, in The Crown. Um, in terms of, um, I, I think the British people in general dislike her, just in general, and that she came out so badly in the crown. I mean, she came out like like this common, low girl that has turned the prince's head and it's taken him away from the attention he should be paying into the crown, and and it's interesting, you know, that that we see this um, idea about from his his uncle who abdicated that we see, okay, he was inspired by this man who said, okay, I love this woman and I'm gonna marry her. And he kept on that true path and he married Camilla Parker Bowles. So I, I'm hoping that no matter how things turn out, I'm hoping that you know they have a good life eventually, but I'm not a fan <laughs> of Camilla Parker Bowles, I got to say, um, you know, I think, uh, or, or Prince Charles, I think that they should have sorted themselves out when they were young and and, decided what they're going to do in, in terms of destiny. So yeah, very interesting times. And uh, uh, Emma Corrin, who played Princess Diana, how amazing was she? The whole entire head tilt thing that she had. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the um, and she tackles some really difficult subjects with eating disorders. And um, she, she, she did an amazing job. And I'm looking forward to the next um, actress. Her name slips to mind at the moment, but I'm really looking forward to what she brings to the table in terms of um, how, how how do we go from here? I I, yeah. I feel I feel already that um, Princess Diana was portrayed. I mean, we I, I'm a Princess Diana fan. I love her, but I'm also aware that you know some of our most, most difficult aspects of her personality are coming out too. You know, she could be manipulative and she could be, you know, quite demanding and, and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm, I'm interested in what's going to happen next in The Crown. Yeah, that series does have a lot of people hooked. It, it hooked me with Princess Diana. And there's something about her. I mean, people loved her around the world. People loved her as as I felt uh, that connection too. It was Princess Diana that got me watching the show to begin with. But I think it's fascinating that you are going to be looking at um, all the different characters and understanding the different actors and these different layers. As you mentioned, Camilla Parker Bowles, and you mentioned Prince Charles. Now, I can't say I'm a fan, of course. I, I can't say that I'm a fan. And especially if you watch the series, you really feel like you hate these people, right? <laughs> you do feel that. But at the same time, there's this little part of me that's like, to be Prince Charles and to feel like you don't have a choice or to come from a tradition where if you're the future king, you could do that. You could do anything. Like really, it was Diana's 
Aquarius moon and Jupiter in Aquarius, that was the rule breaker in her, right? That was the part that said, I don't care how it's been done. This is how I want it done. Uh, she had that in her as well. So she wasn't going to just accept and go along with the way things have always been. But if you look at like, for example, I was a big fan of the two doors back in the day. I watched that so much. The Tudors inspired me to go to university in England. <laughs> like that's how much of a fan I was. It was one factor, of course. But you look at the things that that Henry VIII did. Like, oh my goodness, what Charles did is, well, and, is so and pale. His father. Yes. And, and Henry VII, his father did. I mean, you know, he came from nowhere with no money. You know, the, 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 uh, all, the, everything was depleted in terms of finance and stuff like that. And Henry VII built that up again. And then Henry VIII came in and he, he built more upon it. And okay, yeah, he was a big fat pig, but you know, he, he did some amazing stuff. I, I find the whole entire thing about the British monarchy absolutely fascinating. Um, I'm a fan of Richard III. Um, uh, you know, he, he, he came in before Henry VIII, but um, he did some incredible things too. Uh, and, but we paint him very badly here in England because of Shakespeare and his play. Um, you know, now was the winter of discontent, made glorious summer by this son of York and all the clouds that lured upon us. Um, <laughs> I can't remember the rest of the words, but the, the, the soliloquy at the beginning. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that um, Diana brought me to England. Wow, isn't that powerful? The Tudors <laughs> brought me to England. Diana brought you to England. They are very powerful symbols of that land and uh, of that country for sure that symbols that seem to resonate around the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're in this interesting time with the royal family in that they are like tourist attractions and they have been yeah. for the past, you know, uh, you know, a hundred years or so, but now there's no tourists. You can go into Buckingham Palace and there's nobody around these days because Is of the that... pandemic. Okay. And things like that. But um, yeah, it's an interesting, interesting time that we live in. I wonder Isn't what's it? Gonna happen. I wonder what's going to happen for the monarchy. And, and I've written quite extensively about this. We had an eclipse on the fixed star Algol recently. Um, the moon was on Algol. And, and I think any time, um, I think that the um, Algol resonates through the royal family through history from 1066 all the way through um, Richard III, all the way through to the abdication crisis and through the crown, which I talk about quite a bit in my, well, I will talk about quite a bit <clears throat> in my um, um, class that, that I give. Um, you know, how, how does fixed star affects the royal family, how it links us all together with them and what it means. Because um, I think with the fixed stars, you have to find a long trek all the way through. You can't just like have a random sort of, okay, and this means that. You have to have a long sort of, case history all the way through and and to find meaning for it and in my book on um, mirror mirror i talk about alcohol too about how it fits in with things like violence like for example um raging bull um um robert de niro has mars conjunct alcohol and it's a quite a violent film you know you see things you don't want to see in that film i won't see it for the third time <laughs> because i'm disturbed by what i what i saw Wow. And so for the class specifically, you're going to be looking at all things related to the crown and related to royalty and helping us to understand and with some very specific examples that I'm really looking forward to. Yes. 
you're going to get stuck in, you're going to come away thinking, wow, this is what algo means. This is the royal family. This is how things uh, turn out. This is going to be um, all about um, how you can predict things. Um, it's not just about, you know, this is this and that is that. It's about, well, okay, so if you can understand how things fit in, then you can project things into the future. Right. Isn't it powerful? Like, understanding doing this research in particular that you've done you start to notice these patterns and then it starts to become that much more obvious and evident that okay if these patterns have played out in the past again and again we're likely to see these developments in the future and to be able to see those patterns is a very powerful thing of course you'll be using the crown and the royal family uh, as your like test subjects but really in many ways some of these techniques we can apply to our own charts as well Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm just using the, the crowd as kind of a, a framework. If you can imagine the monkey bars, you know, just, just how you can climb up to the top. Um, but um, you're, you're going to come away with the techniques to find something else that you're interested in. You might find a movie that you're interested in. You might find um, a particular group of people that you're interested in. Um, you know, the British royal family isn't the only royal family in the world. You might find another royal family to apply it to. And and looking at mundane things, mundane means the world, um, things that you can apply with um, um, we're just looking at different parts of the world and, and how you can um, use these techniques to expand your astrological um, uh, education. It's so important that as a, a researchers, um, astrological researchers, that we extend our knowledge and show you how to do it and then invite you to use these techniques for your own research. It's so phenomenal. Well, look, Alex, I know it is such a treat to have you teach at Synchronicity University again. You are a world-renowned teacher. You've taught all over the world. You are an award-winning astrologer, and it is just such a treat. And, you know, I think that you're so brilliant. I love that you've been a part of my journey for all these years as well. And I'm really looking forward to not only your class, but all the things that you have yet to do in astrology. Thank you so much. And I, I admire you too. And I remember us being in, in, in Serbia together and we've done so many wonderful things um, in, in terms of bringing astrology to, to everybody and, and expanding your knowledge beyond sun signs. And so thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Alex. And once again, everybody out there, remember Alex Trenowith, the one and only Alex Trenowith, world-renowned astrologer, brilliant, prolific author, is going to be teaching at Synchronicity University and this January speaker series, January 2022. Remember, choose your tuition rate is on now as low as just $5 a class until the end of December 2021, which is coming up very soon. So Thank you again, Alex. I send you very thank big you. hugs of gratitude. Hugs to you. And thank, thank you, so you. Thank you, everybody out there for watching. And until we connect again, take care. Bye. Bye.